Hello, this is Dimitris the Kyrus Tangero. My goal is to bring more people to tango and more tango to people. Today we will discuss what you can observe in a milonga. These observations will help you dance better with dancers that you like and give you clues on how to improve your dance. If you haven't followed this podcast yet, look for the follow button. It should be somewhere up or down or left or right uh, based on which app or website you're using to listen to this. It's free, it's fun, and you're going to learn many ways to improve your tango. Let's start. Observing the dance floor can teach us a lot and make some nights much more interesting. But what can you focus on? Well, here are some suggestions to make the time you spend seated much more interesting, okay? How does it work? For me, I like to observe my favorite and my less than favorite dancers dance and try to identify differences and similarities. Try to understand what they are doing and hopefully why. Okay, and then I take a mental note of things that I want to try. Now, the first category of observations out of the two is what I call dancing styles and technique. All right, so I try to identify either the dancing style or the technique they're using. For example, the first element that I look for is are they using elastic or static embraces? All right, so do they allow their hands to expand and contract? Okay, now be careful, the movement can be quite small. I know we all have seen some dancers in the milonga, they just open their hands like 20, 30, 40, 50 centimeters <laughs> more, you know. Uh, but what I've noticed is that the dancers that at least I enjoy, they have an elastic embrace, but this elasticity is a lot smaller. Okay, so look if the people that you like, they use an elastic or a static embrace. Maybe you find some uh, trends and you realize, okay, probably I like more the dancers who use elastic embrace or I, I enjoy dancing more with them or the other way around. The second thing I look for is the axis, the axis inclination. Are they more on the front or the middle or the back? Okay, where do they spend most of the time when they are dancing? Um, and if they change their axis inclination, which most, uh, most of them do, how often do they do it? Can I understand why they're doing it? Why they're changing their axis at that moment? Okay. Um, then I, I really like to observe the feet. And one element that I observe is how much they lift the feet. Now I'm not talking about adornos or like steps where you want to lift your feet. I'm talking about a simple walk. So when they just walk, do they always touch the floor with a free leg or do they lift it up? Uh, for me, I, I found out that I enjoy dancing a lot more with people that keep touching uh, the floor with a free leg. It gives them, I have the feeling, more stability and I can understand easier where the leg is. Then, changes of speed and dynamics. Do they use a stable rhythm and energy in their dance? Or do they use accelerations and decelerations? Because if they use them, maybe you can notice how they prepare their bodies and their partners for the upcoming changes. And this is something for me very, very, very interesting. Or maybe you might notice a change in tension, inclination, circularity, and other topics. The other element that I observe is the angles orientation. So I check the angles and I try to identify, are they relaxed or they're tense? Uh, do the angles bend toward the inside of the two feet or toward the outside? Then I look for the feet orientation, okay? So 
I think that advanced dancers, they pay a lot of attention to their feet orientation. The right positioning of the, of the feet simplifies a lot uh, of movements. All right. So uh, a lot of times if you position your feet correctly before a movement, that makes the movement a lot easier after. So pay attention. Uh, when they walk straight, do their feet point straight? or they point a little bit outside or inside. Uh, when they plan to pivot to the right or, um, yeah, when they plan to pivot to the right, do their feet look to the right before the pivot or not? Maybe sometimes they look to the right before the pivot. So, for example, uh, when you do like continuous front ochos, many times your feet already look at the direction that you plan to pivot towards, right? But if they do like a saccada, a lot of times the feet, they point to the exact opposite direction of where they plan to go, right? This can teach you a lot uh, about positions and lines. And the final thing that I will mention, I, I try to observe a lot more things, but the final is the musicality part. So for the dancers that I like, I try to understand, do they dance more to the melody or the rhythm? Maybe they have a pattern, right? Or maybe they choose specific instruments that they enjoy more. So maybe they don't care if uh, they dance in the melody or the, um, the rhythm, but maybe they just choose the piano and then they follow the piano. Because some phrases, for example, let's say, let's say, let's take a violin, for example. A violin can be rhythmical and can be also uh, melodical, right? So some dancers, they might enjoy more the violin, so they start listening only to the violin. So if the violin, like, makes a, a more melodical it, uh, plays more melodically, they just dance to the melody. If the violin changes and plays more rhythmically, they again, they start dancing more rhythmically because they follow the violin, okay? Um, and well, yes, I observe other things like, do they do small steps during the bridges? You know, these little pianitos or fast violins or, you know, this, this connection, uh, musical, these musical elements that connect to phrases. Do they do a lot of small steps? Or do they pose to charts for the next moment? Do they create a, what I call a spatial envelope inside which their partners can express? Or do they lead every step in Adorno? All right. Um, I would say these are the main things that I observe when it comes to dancing styles and technique. Now, when it comes to social dynamics, I like to observe some other things. For example, facial expressions. I look at the people and I ask myself, do the people I enjoy dancing with seem to smile more? Or maybe they're more serious, or maybe they look more relaxed, or something else. You know, you can learn a lot about yourself by observing who do you like to dance and what do they do, okay? So, uh, the other thing I really enjoy is when, when you have like a local milonga and you have visiting leaders, okay? Um, what happens a lot of times that the visiting leaders, I notice they don't dance right away, okay? And a lot of times I observe how the, like, the local mini-celebrities, how they tend to dance when a great visiting leader is in the milonga, okay? So a lot of times I notice that, uh, you know, mini-celebrities, especially guys, if another guy comes and he dances very well, the mini-celebrities kind of stop dancing so much, or sometimes they leave earlier, uh, but this is something that you might want to observe, or you might want to observe how local followers react when a new follower comes that is very advanced. It's quite fun, actually. 
uh, another thing I, I observe is the entrance to the floor. Uh, I try to understand where do people tend to enter the room from, which are the locations where most couples are formed, because maybe I want to go to that location if I want to dance more, right? Um, and I also look for reactions. Uh, I try to understand how my favorite dancers uh, react when somebody pumps on them, you know, when somebody hits them, uh, or when they do a mistake, when they pump somebody else, or when they uh, do a mistake in their dance. I like to see how they react. It shows me a lot of things about the personality and the kind of people they are, okay? Uh, you can find a lot more tango resources, checklists like this one, tango tips at thecuriousTagero.com, thecuriousTagero.com. Now, that's it. Uh, make sure to follow this podcast, and if you want to support it, you can simply go on Amazon and buy the book Tangofulness, Exploring Connection, Awareness, and Meaning in Tango. It is available in 11 languages. Its goal is to help you understand and develop your unique tango. If you want to order three copies or more for your friends, contact me at the email tango at thecuriousTagero.com to give you a discount. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the Curious Tagero newsletter, this podcast, uh, and, and this podcast for more. Links and email, they should be available somewhere around this content, okay? Please share this podcast with your tango friends. Hugs and stay curious.